Welcome to Thrive Radio, expert visionary and innovative business, life, and relationship advice to live a life of doing the impossible with your host, Amy Montgomery. Welcome to Thrive Radio. I'm your host, Amy Montgomery, entrepreneur and digital marketing agency owner. Today, my guest is Michelle Strasberger. She's a business-minded HR executive, HR rebel, and health coach who is passionate about making this world of work a better place. She helps women through wellness education tools and resources that they need to feel happy, healthy, capable, and managing life's pressures. Michelle, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, I'm excited for our conversation today. Tell us a little bit about your story, how you became both an executive in HR and a wellness coach, and when did women's health become important to you? Sure. So I started in HR right out of college. That's a whole nother story, a whole nother podcast, because <laughs> I absolutely hated it, hated HR, but I really learned to love it. And I think I was in the right profession for me. And I grew in HR. My last role, I was the vice president of HR for a company that was in the integrative nutrition space. And that really opened my eyes, this whole other side of wellness and holistic care and alternative medicine. And I really became excited about it. I did have my own personal transformation in that process. We found a tongue tie on my son that was ignored until he was about six years old. When I went to a naturopath, they found it within seconds. So I really believe in this space and focusing on proactive health and and, and integrative nutrition. And so I decided to pursue a certificate in health coaching because of those personal transformations and because I really became passionate about the space. And so my goal is really to work with organizations and women to kind of make sure that we are arming people with information about their health and wellness choices and letting them know that they have a choice with their own health and wellness. And it's not just a prescriptive approach for everybody. As far as like the women's health, you know, as a woman myself, of course, I've always been interested in women's health. And I just found that there's not really a lot of information out there for women. So there is the you know, when you go through puberty, you have that conversation, that uncomfortable conversation with your parents, and then you're kind of left to your own devices. And women are faced with a lot of different health issues than men. And we deal with a lot of different hormonal changes and, you know, we bear children and things like that. And nobody talks about it. And nobody talks about what those things are. I remember calling my sister when I was pregnant and saying, Jen, like, is this normal? Is this supposed to happen in my body? What's going on? Because there's just not a lot of information out there. And even your OBGYN doesn't talk about everything yeah. is not as inclusive. And so I'm now I'm starting to age and get older and I'm finding that the same thing is happening with aging women, that there's not a lot of information out there about menopause and women's health as we get older and what we can do to actually mitigate a lot of the, the side effects, if you want to call them that of menopause. And so I'm really passionate about it. I've had my own challenges with hormonal imbalances. My doctors rolled their eyes at me when I brought it up and brushed it off. And so I'm a big believer that food can be healing for everybody. So I looked at my diet, I eliminated caffeine and that completely changed everything. Really? So, yeah. I need so to know more about the caffeine. We have to talk about that today. So I am drinking my coffee, but it's decaf. It's changed my lifestyle completely and changed my hormonal imbalances. So there's small things that 
women can do to change their health, but they're just not given that information. And so we kind of fly a little blind. Yeah. I drink a ton of coffee. So when you said that, I'm like, okay, we need to talk. I need to know more about this. And I mean, I eat really healthy. I haven't eaten sugar or carbs since 2016, but my one vice has been coffee with cream in it. And so (laughs) if you took that away from me, I would have absolutely nothing except for healthy food, which probably is not a bad thing. No, that's not, that's not a bad thing. And everybody is different. I believe in this approach of bio-individuality where everybody's different. So where it worked for me, it might not work for you. And I drank a lot of coffee as well, Yeah, but it was causing some huge hormonal imbalances and it just affected my life. And so I'm like, what could I cut out that would like make a difference? And I tried caffeine and luckily it worked. Wow. That's amazing. In walking through your journey, what are you grateful for now? I'm so grateful for my family. They've been very supportive. I left my job, my VP job last year because of COVID to spend more time with my family and with a goal of living life more intentionally and not just letting life happen. And so they've been super supportive in doing that. And also my network is huge. I've always been big at networking and the friends I've made throughout the years have really helped me and supported me in this journey. And also my former colleagues at my last company, because they are all in that integrative space are really helpful and supportive. And I still work with them on a daily basis too. So what are some of the top struggles women face with their health? I think that women in general struggle with getting a lot of information and we always put ourselves last right? We take care of a lot of women, and this is probably just a general statement, but I find it's true with myself. We take care of our children. We take care of our friends. We take care of our family. And then we're like, oh, I should probably work out. (laughs) And then we're too tired, right? To take care of ourselves. And so, you know, we see that in the health perspective where a lot of women are dying of heart disease and we're seeing an increase of diabetes. I think the number one killer of women right now is heart disease and heart attacks affect women differently than men. So we ignore the symptoms right? It's a stomach ache or a headache or something that's not the normal pain in the chest and down the arm. And that's typical for women that we ignore our symptoms or we downgrade our symptoms. So we say, oh, it's nothing or, oh, I must be getting my cycle or I'm just stressed. And it could be something, something really severe. So I had a friend who recently actually this summer had severe stomach and back issues. She ignored it. Like we do, right? We get stomach cramps all the time, back aches, things like that. It just happens. It's part of being a woman. And she had just moved. So she blamed all the aches and pains on her move and the stress that came with it. Luckily for her, her friend kind of pushed her to go to the ER and they found a mass on one of her ovaries. They found an infection on her bladder and one of her kidneys had completely shut down. So that was causing the back ache. Oh, wow. Yeah. So luckily she's made a full recovery, but if she continued to ignore it, it could have been a lot worse. And I think that's probably one of many examples that women tend to ignore their health or they're not informed. So they think, oh, it's it's probably nothing. Or, or if I call the doctor about this, it's going to be silly, you know, or you talk about aging women too, going through menopause. Oh, it's just menopause, right? It's just something I have to deal with. And we kind of suck it up and move on. Yeah. You mentioned like, you know, kind of the natural health and that sort of thing. I think that that is one of the things that at least I noticed that if you just go to the doctor and get a checkup, they aren't necessarily educated in those areas. And like, for me, I had massive stomach issues and wasn't digesting my food and I had holes in my stomach. I knew I was tired. (laughs) I knew I was tired and I was drinking lots of coffee to stay awake and all of that. And I knew something was off. I kept getting all these tests and they're like, oh, nothing's wrong. You know, it took my tongue turning pure white 
and brick hard after taking an antibiotic before I was like, huh, you know, like maybe, but even then I went to the regular doctor and they're like, we don't see any candida in your system. Mm -hmm. And I had lost 90% of my hearing from it. It had shut my ears. So it wasn't until I went to a, like a naturopath doctor that got my hearing back and got my health back. That's an example. Like we just don't know. We don't know that feeling tired could be an issue. Right. And doctors are trained, you know, they have a lot to learn and they're trained in specific areas and they're trained to treat a symptom. And so if you go in and says, my back hurts, I'm just going to talk very general. They're going to give you ibuprofen, right? They're treating the symptom and they're not looking at the person holistically and saying, okay, well, tell me about your sleep. Tell me about what you eat. Tell me about your workload and how many hours you work and do you sit or stand, do you exercise? And when you go into the holistic space, it's much more focused on, let's look at all of the symptoms packaged together and see what it could be. The nice thing about what's happening now in healthcare is some doctors are getting trained in this area. And also they're partnering with naturopathic doctors or integrative health coaches, nutritionists, and things like that, and even bringing them into their offices. So their patients have those tools accessible to them. I think that's the future of where we're going, where it's not just a doctor kind of slapping a label on it. It's a team of doctors that are looking at you holistically. When someone is working in a high stress environment, what do they need to include in their schedule to perform at their best? It's a great question. I think, first of all, everyone's different and what works for one person might not work for another person. And I love what I do as a health coach because we meet clients where they're at. And we look at working on what are their goals and help them achieve their specific goals. And that could be the food that's on your plate, but we also look at the food off your plate as well. So it might be the things that are causing stress, or you might not be sleeping, or you might not have good relationships, or you might need more socialization because you've been trapped in your house for almost two years because of COVID. So we look at all of that holistically, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, However, kind of general recommendations, if people are looking to get started on things, I find that implementing a practice of meditation can be really helpful in reducing stress. It also can help you focus before a big presentation, help you reduce your stress of that presentation so that you can perform better. And then also being mindful about what you eat food does play a huge part in how we feel and it could affect your performance. So if you eat a huge meal before a big presentation, you're going to be sluggish and ready for a nap instead of ready to go. If you have too much coffee before a presentation, you might go too fast in your presentation. So really being mindful about what you're putting on your plate will help as well. You know, I have a client that I'm working with currently, and he has done a good job of reducing sugar and starchy carbs in his diet. I was talking to him last week and he was just shocked at how much his work improvement and his focus and his productivity has improved and just changing those two things. So I think there are some tweaks you can make within your diet as well as meditation that I think could have impact right away. What are some of the indicators that your health is suffering? I think what we were just talking about is paying attention to your body and how you feel is really important. So when you feel off or you might not have energy, those might be signs that there's something more going on. A lot of autoimmune disorders or diseases present themselves with lack of energy. You might even notice something different. So a pain that wasn't there before or a different food craving, or it could be something very subtle. It could be a change in your mood or change in your behavior, maybe a change in your sleep pattern. So really paying attention to your body and listening to your body is key and just tuning into some of those changes. And I think if somebody's concerned about it or wants to start listening to their body, journaling is a good way to start doing that. So you can journal what you eat and how you feel, and you can start seeing some of those correlations there. 
but we have a lot of people now suffering from mental health and that's huge too. So paying attention into your mood and your mental health, that's just as important as your overall health. You take a look at your relationships, how your relationships are working, maybe even have a friend or family member give you feedback. Say, I've been feeling off lately. Have you noticed anything? Because sometimes we don't see it, but somebody else is like glaring (laughs) when they're like, yeah, you've been very moody or yes. When I say something, you're automatically on the defensive when you're not normally like that. I think that helps kind of key in that something's going on other than just the normal, like, oh, I fell and broke my ankle and I have to go to the doctors. Right. Yeah. So you believe that health and wellness programs are individualized. And we've talked a little bit about that, but how do you, some more, just some ways that you individualize your programs. We meet the client where they're at. So we start with what are your goals? We do a full health history to get a holistic picture of where somebody's at and even their family history and things like that, just to talk through what might be coming down the pike. Cause a lot of people come to me and say, my father, my grandfather, my mother, my grandmother all died of heart disease or had diabetes or something. And I don't want it. So I want to do whatever I can to prevent it. And sometimes it starts there. So instead of putting a prescriptive label on it and saying, Oh, you want to lose weight here, do this diet. We actually work with them to say, what are your goals? And what does that look like? If you're going to lose weight, how much weight, why is it that? And then we set goals over a certain amount of time. Our programs run six months long. So what we do is we work with the individual to make small adjustments during that six months so that by the end of the six months, their lifestyle changes. So it's not just like you haven't eaten sugar and carbs for so many years, right? Those were adjustments that you made over time. And now their lifestyle changes. Like if somebody puts some bread down the table, you know that you're, that's not something you eat. It's just not on your menu versus like, oh, I can't, I'm so restricted. I can't have that. Cause the minute you say you can't have something and you eliminate it, you want it. So just making those lifestyle adjustments and it can be anything. It doesn't have to necessarily be food, right? Stress can cause inflammation. Having solid relationships can cause angst and it could even lead to adrenal fatigue and things like that. So there's other things and then just food that people are dealing with that they want to change. And sometimes making those small changes can have a real lasting impact. Yeah, that's really good. So if somebody is struggling with say weight loss and they're listening, why is it important to do more than just diet? I love that question because everybody's trying diets and I've tried them all too right? <laughs> like to, oh, the, you're doing that. I'll do it with you kind of thing with your friends. A lot of them are getting really complex, right? You have to track this and track that and do this. And it's just not doable in the long term. So I think in general, diets don't work. We have to look at making lifestyle changes. And we also tend to look at just food, as I said, as the culprit for gaining weight, but it's really deeper than that. It could be, I have a client who has a lot of childhood wounds And as a child, she would get abused if she didn't eat all the food on her plate. And so now she, as an adult, that still haunts her. She might not be afraid of that, but she's been trained to eat everything on her plate. And so if you go to restaurants, the food portions are huge, right? And if you're eating everything on your plate, you're not going to be losing weight. So we have to address those childhood wounds before she changes her diet or her nutrition. And we can do that in tandem. Sometimes you can have sleep challenges or stress challenges that impact your overall health. If you're not sleeping, I think I've heard people say that there's lack of sleep puts more toxins in your body than eating poorly. Mm, So you could be doing a lot of harm to yourself if you're not getting adequate sleep. And I think as Americans in general, we don't know how to sleep. We try to do a lot (laughs) and we stay up really late to get it all, fit it all in. And so learning how to sleep can actually help your stress. So we look at a circle 
of health. We call it circle of health. And it's what we call primary foods. The first thing we look at before we look at your diet. And that includes spirituality, creativity, finances, career, education, health, physical activity. Home cooking is really important to somebody's health, right? If they're eating out a lot or cooking at home, the home environment can have a big impact, relationships, social life, and joy. So we look at all of those areas and on the individual piece, we have our clients rate themselves in all those areas, like whether they're really happy with where they are in it, or they need to move the needle on it a little bit. And then we focus in on those areas and then we go to the diet. That's really good. So what are a few tips that we can start to implement to improve our health today? One of the easiest ones is to drink more water that can help give you more energy. It can help your skin. It can help your digestive system. I learned one thing that we are supposed to move our bowels three times a day. And most Americans don't even move them once a day, or they're lucky if they move them once a day. And so drinking more water can help with that and help the digestive system. You can just start with a glass of water in the morning. So as soon as you wake up, have a glass of water before you do anything else. And that would make a big difference, especially for people that are kind of sitting in front of their computer all day and don't get up to drink water, right? Drinking some water at the beginning of the day to kick the day off. The other thing I would say is to read your labels and be intentional about the amounts of sugar you're consuming. The daily recommended amount of sugar is only 24 grams of sugar. And if you're having a latte in the morning, that can easily put you over that amount. I talk to people about the 24 grams of sugar. It's eye-opening because yogurt can have 10 or 12 grams of sugar. So you're just having one serving of yogurt a day. You're getting close to that 24. So that's being intentional about reading labels and knowing what you're putting in your system. And the final tip is to get moving. And that doesn't mean you have to run a half marathon. It just means adding some more movement in the day and you know what works for you and your work schedule. I have a client that sets a timer on her phone for every couple of hours to get up and walk around her house because otherwise she's at her computer all day. Even that is huge. Just getting up and moving is just important to our health. That's really good. What are some of your client success stories? So one of my favorites that I'm going to talk about first, and I know it's not women's health, but I just love his story is I had a client who was working on rebuilding his business because of COVID, his business model was completely wiped out because he did events. And so nobody was going to events anymore. So he was changing his business model and he was struggling with his overall health because he didn't make time for it. But as we dove in, we found out that he was in a really toxic relationship. And so we worked through that. And actually the whole six month program was actually focused on that relationship and learning to set boundaries and figure out for him to kind of do a deep dive on what makes him happy. And he's no longer in that relationship and he's building a network of friends and he's actually training for a 5k. So he went from doing nothing for his health to really a full turnaround. I, I love that story. We also uncovered that he had sugar cravings and it actually came from a lack of sleep. So he created a really good morning routine that had him at bed at a reasonable time. So changing what he did in the morning actually impacted his sleep at night. We were able to improve his sleep and eliminate the sugar cravings. That's amazing. What do you think your truth has been that's gotten you this far in your journey? I think that the truth that I thought is that everyone's different and has individual needs. And I think people are tired of just trying different diets because it's not going to work for them. And we're all struggling with something that if resolved will help us heal. When I was going through my health coach program, it was eye-opening for me because I was really struggling with balancing work and life and remote learning with my children and everything going on during that time. And somebody said, I just want you to think about what do you need to heal? 
And I loved that. And for me, it was like, I need to focus on my children and I need to get out of corporate America so that I can do that. And luckily I've been able to do that, but I think we all know inside what we need to heal. And my goal is to help clients figure that out and help them achieve their wellness goals. And that definition of wellness is going to be different for everybody because what I need to heal is different than what you need to heal. And if we can find that and harness that, it's just magical. If you were able to give yourself one piece of advice when you first started out, what would it be? I think I struggled with confidence and doubt in the beginning. Like I am new at this health coaching thing and how am I going to know everything and do everything? And that fear of not knowing everything was just terrifying. I've had some really great successes with my clients and it's so wonderful to hear them come back and tell me, you know, oh, you really helped me out. What would I do without you? And things like that. So I think I would tell myself not to worry. It's all going to work out and you don't have to be perfect. Right. And that's the whole thing about wellness. It's not an end goal. It's a journey. And we're always going to be on that journey. And it's not about perfection. It's about being intentional. I think that's what I would tell myself too. Like, you don't have to be perfect. You're going to get there. You don't have to be by yourself, lean on your network. I think that's been a huge success because I've had friends reach out to me all the time and say, Hey, I thought of this for you, or I want you to try this, or will you help me with this? And so it's my network has just been amazing. And I think I would tell myself, don't worry, you're not by yourself doing this. So Michelle, if there are people that are listening that would like to connect with you and work with you, what's the best way to contact you? You can go to my website and there's a link in there that you can book time with me. The initial visit's free. We spend 50 minutes and go through whatever you want to dive into. We go through the health history and what your goals would look like. And so you can try out health coaching in one session and get a feel for how it would work. So you can go in there. I would encourage you to book time and you can have that conversation. Great. And I will also put all of those links down below. And thank you so much for coming on and sharing all your information. I'm definitely passionate about it, as you can tell. And I think that what you're doing is so important to be able to communicate out to people because I know that I was one of those that just didn't know what I didn't know. So Mm -hmm. I'm so glad for what you're doing. Definitely. I'm so excited to be part of your show. Thank you for having me. Yes. And if you want more information about this podcast and upcoming shows, you can visit a call to thrive.com. Thank you everyone and have a wonderful week.